Hey all, Rachel here. Um, before we start this episode, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that's been supporting the podcast. Um, I mean, we are literally coming up on the end of the first season, you guys. Like, this is crazy. Um, I do not take a break for this season. I just end up at the end of this season, we'll just be doing like some replays, some recap episodes, some episodes that are just with me um, until February. And then um, we'll have more guests coming on the uh, on the podcast. But I did want to say we have some new sponsors. Um, so thanks to Donner Music and Ladies of Motorsports Magazine for coming on and collaborating with Racewife Unfiltered. Um, and you guys will be seeing posts about that coming up really soon. Um, so yeah, um, today's episode, um, is a girl from Florida and she, I mean, she's doing like so much. She races multiple things. So she races a pro truck, a, uh, sportsman and also a 602 late model. It is none other than the New Smyrna Queen, Taylor Watson. Let's get into it. Welcome to Racewife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie racewife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a racewife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today we have a special guest with us. She is a 17-year-old race car driver. Um, she races a pro truck, uh, she races in the Sportsman Series, and also a 602 late model. Um, and uh, welcome, Taylor Watson. Hi, Taylor. Hi, thank you for having me today. Yeah, no, not a problem. I'm glad you were able to take I'm out of your busy schedule to be with us today. So, um, so obviously being 17, you know, you're extremely young still, you know, and starting out, you know, in the racing, uh, industry. So how did you like get started in racing? Was like, did you grow up in a racing family or was this just something that sparked your interest? Um, yeah. So really it was like, my dad was a biggest influence in me racing. Um, my grandfather, uh, they're from up north, so my grandfather ran tracks like Lee Speedway. He ran Volusia Speedway. Um, so my dad was always raced around racing, um, but never really got to do it himself um, until shortly before I was born. He started racing, and then he kind of retired the helmet in order to be a little bit more involved to me when I was, like, super young and, you know, racing out late Saturday nights. Um, when I was seven, I tried racing. I did an arrive and drive at Little New Smyrna Speedway in a quarter midget. Um, basically, you just pay like 20, 30 bucks. They give you all the supplies and you get 10 laps to see, you know, do you like this? Like, is this for me? Um, and then from then on out, it was pretty much full throttle into racing. And, and now I'm 17. So that's 10 years later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you have a lot of experience, you know, to say that you started out so young. 
Um, and so obviously now you're kind of like balancing between three different types of vehicles. So out of the three, like, you know, which one do you feel is like your favorite one? So the dirt late model, we honestly have, I have never actually ran a race yet. I have it in my bio cause I've tested it before. Okay. Um, I just graduated. And so the program I was in was very, very, very rigorous. So I finished out my school year instead of being off with all the other seniors, me and 35 other IB students. Um, I'm in the IB program. We tested for three weeks straight. So uh, racing took a little bit of a setback just so mm -hmm. I could really finish out the year strong. Um, and do that do those kind of things so i have only tested the late model once it's definitely something i want to try to do more um it is super different i have ran dirt before however it's been a long it's been a long time um and i've never ran a late model before so definitely still interested to get like more into that um mm -hmm. out of a sportsman in the truck i do like the truck better we've actually kind of chosen um, to focus more heavily on the truck instead of the sportsman um i tend to take a better liking to it and um I, so that's definitely my favorite. Uh, I feel like the racing is always, the competitors are always super strong, but it's always like really, really good, clean racing, which I think is, is pretty awesome. So the truck's definitely my favorite, yeah. <laughs> now, so obviously you're, you know, with the truck and the sportsman, that, you know, that's obviously asphalt. So testing out the dirt late model, how was that for you? Obviously, I know that's going to be completely different. So, I mean, you know, what was that like? Like, did you feel like you had to kind of unlearn some things or? Um, there's definitely, yeah, there's a couple things like in dirt, you know, if, if you're tight and you feel like you're going towards the wall, you slam the gas pedal. And that's definitely like not your first instinct as an asphalt driver. If you're going towards the wall to hit the gas. Um, so a couple things like that definitely took a couple laps to kind of get used to overall though, the, the test I had with the dirt late model, it went really well. Um, it definitely, you know, I took a, a we had a couple of laps, so I'd go out to the practice session, kind of test 50%, 60%, 80%, um, just kind of getting used to the speed and how it all feels. Like the, the late model, it moves so much. Like you're mm -hmm. as a driver, you feel like you're like way up in the air, and I haven't had that feeling either. Um, it definitely went well, but yeah, it's like a whole other set of driving that you kind of have to acquire. Um, and so, like I said, I did run dirt and quarter minutes and legends, but mm -hmm. it wasn't really like that in the track. <laughs> We're a little bit smaller too um so just something to get used to but overall i i did like it but just like you said kind of like learning learning some new stuff and unlearning some stuff to go from asphalt to dirt um but i still i still like dirt too yeah um so my husband races um a 604 late model okay. on dirt so i totally <laughs> understand and he came from sprint cars so yeah, he had to do a lot of un unlearning too, because even though he was on dirt, um, sprint cars obviously are totally different. Um, and so, yeah, and he had that problem too with um, going into the turns with the late model because it's supposed to come up on the bars, right? And yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't used to that. So he thought he was doing something wrong with the car. Because, you know, in a sprint car, it doesn't do that. It just, you know, you just floor it and you go in the turn. Well, with the late model, in order to, you know, make it come up on the bars and turn right, you kind of have to tap the brake, right? Going into the turn. And yeah. he didn't know that. And he just kept going. And he didn't understand why it was doing what it was doing. <laughs> and then yeah. and people were like, wait, why are you, why are you going into the turns like that? And he's like, 
Well, in the sprint car, you always just, you just keep your foot to the floor and you're supposed to just do that. And he's like, they're like, no, you can't do that in these cars. You have to tap the brake to go into the corner. Yeah, you have to like start with like the transition of weight and get the car yeah. set. Like that feeling of like, it throws over super mm -hmm. hard, the car does. Um, interesting, it was, yeah. it was fun, but yeah, really different. Like none of my asphalt cars, like the truck, it doesn't really move that much, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, so that that took him a, long, a while to like get used to. But yeah, I mean, we've only been doing the late, the late model. We're going on like our, our second year. So yeah, like the first year was like going through all of that, you know, constantly him unlearning that. So I could see, I could see where, yeah, you would have had to like, you know, get used to that because it, it is, it's totally different. It's not something that you really do in any other car. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so obviously, you know, with you, with you being 17 and like you mentioned, you just graduated, obviously congratulations on that. <laughs> so, um, so are you going to be in, uh, going straight, straight into college and then you're going to have to be like kind of balancing both of those racing and college at the same time. Yeah. So, um, as I was talking about earlier, like the mm -hmm. high school program I did, um, was definitely very rigorous. So I feel like I've, I've kind of been balancing the racing, the social life, the school, mm -hmm. like for a very long time, almost since I was like, you know, seven, the schoolwork wasn't as hard back then. Um, but I've always kind of tried to have that balance. Um, yes, I am going, I move in August, um, to go to Gainesville. I'm going to university of Florida to study journalism with a specification in sports and media. So still going to be, you know, tying things back to racing to hopefully pursue a career, um, somewhere in racing. And, um, you know, I will be, I will have to balance it a little bit. Um, it's only like an hour and a half from home though. And it's all mm. back roads. I don't even have to get on one highway. So I'm definitely going to keep racing the truck at New Smyrna, which is my home track. Um, so I'll, yeah, we'll continue to do that. And it'll be a little bit of like a learning curve, you know, as far as like the transition, moving to college and all that. Um, but I, I think it'll all work out pretty good and it'll be pretty easy to come home. So, yeah, you won't be very far from home. And that that's the main thing you're able to, st you would still be able to race at the tracks that you're used to and you wouldn't have to like pack up and possibly travel further away. Um, Cause I mean, obviously that, that would be a lot harder to do if you were, you know, if you were going to school further away from home. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. So no, so I mean that, that's great. And then the fact that, you know, you're majoring in journalism, but you know, you're, you're pretty much concentrating on the sports aspect of it. Um, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, that's, that's something that could definitely keep you within, you know, the motorsports industry. If you did choose to, you know, maybe be like a pit reporter or something like that's, that. So that's actually like pretty much that's probably one of like my top career choices at the moment. That's really what I'm focusing on. Um, this summer I am working for the NASCAR youth series as a, a flow pit, pit reporter. So I've been, I've went to one race so far at Talladega and I leave in a couple weeks for Indianapolis, the brickyard, um, kind of honing in, kind of practicing those, that's the skills of be a pit reporter, you know, just as you were discussing. Um, so that's definitely what I'm hoping to tie into my degree um, and hoping to study. 
Um, and I think journalism, you can just go so many different places with it as far as like I could, you know, minor in management, business, like I could take a lot of different aspects as far as like channeling motorsports into my degree. Yeah, you definitely can. And, um, you know, I mean, you're like minoring and stuff like that. I mean, that comes later on. So you can even minor in multiple things if you want it to. Um, so, yeah, um, that yeah, that sounds extremely exciting. And I mean, I can tell that you're excited. About it. But, yeah, um, so I've been trying to get well, you have kind of been my goal since I was like really mm -hmm. young. So I'm, I'm, I love racing. I'm always, always been passionate about, passionate about racing since I was super little, uh, but school's always been a really big focus for me. And so um, it was a really, really big accomplishment to, you know, be going where I wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and that was pretty much like your top school. That was the school that you wanted to get into. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's you. awesome. Cause you know, I mean, most people like tend to pick like so many schools and then they kind of like, you know, try to figure out which one they want to go to. But the fact that like, you were like, I know I want to go to this <laughs> school and I'm going to make sure I get into it and I'm not going to yeah. go anywhere else. <laughs> so, I, I applied to others. I applied to six total, but oh, okay. that was the only one I cared about. And that was that was definitely the, that was the, it was the hardest one to get into and so that was the one we were all like oh my goodness what's gonna happen but yeah it worked out good <laughs> yeah no that's awesome so um so obviously um like you mentioned um you're gonna still be trying to like race you know um while you're while you're in school um so you've been doing this for a while um you've been doing this for 10 years which is a long time you know yeah. for for a kid right and so like what what advice would you give to like other like kids or young women that want to get into racing like what you know what would you you know tell them would be like the most important thing i think the most important thing is i mean i think there's a couple different factors that go mm -hmm. into it you know like when you're in like a beginning level of racing i think one it's uh kind of it's important to have fun like to grow the passion for it i think you know some people get a little burnt out um, and that, something else that kind of goes with that is you go through periods. Like I went through a transitional period, um, in between like quarter midgets and then to a legend car. That's what I raced after quarter midgets. And we went through a time where it was a really big adjustment. Um, and we struggled for a little bit. I went from kind of winning a lot to winning not as much. And so that's something else I would say is definitely like, don't give up. Um, because then we moved to trucks and then it was a game changer and it was like, okay, I'm back. Um, and it was, it was, it was great. Um, but there's definitely like racing. We always say it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Like, you know, the best stuff can happen, like, or you could be leading and then have a flat tire and you just, right. you know, you never know. So that's something I think is super, super important is to definitely never give up. Um, and, you know, especially like for females, you know, um, don't really care what other people say and just go out there and do your thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what I yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I love what you said about the whole thing about like to not give up because yeah, I mean, with racing, you just never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, like you could, like you said, you could be leading the race and all of a sudden, you know, you can get a flat tire or something could break on your car and then, you know, and then you're, you know, you're at the back of the field. Um, but yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. So it's yeah, I, like, actually, uh, I actually mm -hmm. cut off the top of my finger racing. <laughs> Oh, wow. I had to get surgery, had to get the top of it amputated. Oh, yeah, the whole thing. 
Ooh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's another thing, too. It's like, you know, with racing, it's like it takes certain type of people to be able to do this sport. You know, it's not it's not it's not for everybody. Um, and so and that's another thing, too. It's like, you know, if you get into it and like you mentioned about like your transitional period where it got kind of rough for you and, you know, you weren't really, you know, you weren't. I guess like that passion was still there, but it was kind of like, it was really frustrating, but mm-hmm. the fact that you got over that hurdle, um, and you know, for some people that that's not possible, you know, they kind of just, you know, d- drop everything there. But, you know, yeah, I think that's something that a, a lot, a lot of girls really need to hear. Cause it's like, you know, it, if this is your passion, if this is your dream, then you need to, you know, put put 100 percent into it you know yeah so definitely yeah because um i mean doing racing for a living is it's hard it's It's not easy (laughs) any becoming professional in any any sport Mm -hmm. is like one in a million Um, right yeah definitely definitely takes a lot of work i mean you know you're like living and breathing racing every day of your life yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I mean, it 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 is a it is a major part of your life, and I mean, it literally becomes like a lifestyle. Like you 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 can't get away from it. No I know. What. I have one of those shirts. Like, sorry, we we can't wear racing, and that's like how my how me and my family feel all the time. Mm-hmm. People ask us to do stuff. We're like, sorry, we're racing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a major part of your life, and it's not something that like you can just like easily drop. Um, and I didn't really understand that until I met my husband because my husband grew up, you know, at the racetrack as a kid. His dad raced sprint cars. His dad raced um, ASCS and also with the World of Outlaws back like like in the early 90s. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I mean, he grew up around around racing his whole entire life. And then he started racing, too. So it's like when I met him, I knew nothing about racing at all. And I was like, okay, this is like in, intense stuff, you know, but, um, but I see like, that's why like my youngest daughter, like she loves racing and like, she wants to race a late model too. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, like, it's just when you grown up around it, it's like, it, it's in your blood. It's just something that you, you know, you automatically will be a part of it somehow, some way, even if you choose to be like behind the scenes you still end up somehow, um, you know, in racing. Yep. Yep. And I watch it all the time. (laughs) I'm just like turning on like, like Sunday races, you know, the cup series or Mm -hmm. last night you're watching some of our friends, um, in the summer shootout race legends or like midget week. We watch like we, you know, we go out to our local dirt track, which is Volusia Speedway watch. Like, yeah, even when I'm not racing, if we're not doing anything, there's like, there's a chance we'll be at a racetrack. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how we are too. Cause like we watched the dream at Eldora. Yes. And I mean, we made that like a whole thing. Like we had people over, <laughs> like we were like, we barbecued. Like, I mean, we were making that like some big, huge, like event, you know, but yeah. And I mean, you know, we weren't, we weren't racing. So it's like, okay, you know, we're going to just have a bunch of people over and we're going to watch that on flow and just, you know, hang out. And yeah, we do that stuff all the time. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's crazy because like, 
people that are not into racing don't get it. Like my, my parents don't understand it at all. Like, cause I mean, they weren't into racing. Like that wasn't something that, you know, that we grew up around. So it's like, when I got with my husband, it's like, they have no, they cannot understand any of it. Same thing with my mom and like my mom's side, you know, they weren't really like familiar with racing and having people who don't know much about racing, they're like, Oh, like, you know, like that can't be too hard. All you're doing is turning a steering wheel and driving in a Mm -hmm. circle. But yet there's so much that goes into it, like from the car to driver, um, like preparation at the racetrack, like a lot of stuff that goes into it. And especially in the driver's side, like it's definitely so much mentally, like you really have to be mentally tough to race in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, but you also, you know, have to have the physical side. Like if you're not going to the gym and you're falling out of the seat, obviously that's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know? So I think that's also something else is that people who don't understand racing don't always um, know the depth of what drivers put into it. You know what I mean? There's so much behind the teamwork. Yeah. And also, I think I think what's a good thing that I'm starting to see now, obviously, with social media, a lot of drivers are starting to show the behind the scenes stuff that they do on a regular basis, like how much they work out, how much they really, you know, put in, you know, how much work they put into it. And I I think it's starting to show people like a different perspective when it comes to racing, because before that it's like, you know, obviously, you know, people didn't really see it unless they personally knew you. Um, and, and that, you know, and that was it. And so it's like, I think that's helping, um, people realize like how much work goes into it. Cause yeah, I mean, you have to be, you have to be fi- like extremely physically active to get in a race car. You, I yeah. mean, you have to be, um, like it, it, it's intense. It's extremely intense. Especially like the heat part of it. Like mm-hmm. when I, when I ran quarter midgets and legends, um, I didn't well, quarter midgets. I don't have any windshield at all. Um, and then legends, I had like a little tiny one, but mm-hmm. I have a space between the doors, you know, where air comes in and it's just a tiny car that I didn't really get that hot. And then I was into a truck where I have such a big, a big, big motor, but like <laughs> right next to my feet and it's just cooking there. And I was super, I was so hot. I was so hot. And that's like a couple races for me to get used to it. And like, um, the guys who are, you know, like really, really at the top and have like super professional, like gem, um, mm-hmm. you know, gems and um, different programs like I know TRD has it they have like a, they have a heat room where they literally go and work out in like a sauna room oh really wow to sweat because that's like the simulation of how hot it is in mm-hmm. the race car um and like the other week I uh last la- my last race I w- I got so hot and actually like with with the nerves combined I was um it gets you feeling a certain way sometimes because it had been a little while since I've been in the car um oh, I had a race before that, but it wasn't nearly as hot. This was like the first race, like back in the summer. Um, and I was all good. I finished second, but I definitely could feel the heat, you know, coming on to me. And that's like, that's something else is the point of what I was saying is that out of the quarter midget, I was not used to that. And the same thing mm-hmm. with legend. Then I got in the truck and that was like a, that was a, that was like a big thing at first. I was like, holy crap. Like how do people do this? And then my first ever race in the truck, um, it was a hundred laps. <laughs> wow. So, so then I really was like, okay. <laughs> and it, you know, I got, I, I get used to it. I'm used to it now. Um, but in these summer months, that's, it's, it's hard. And that's yeah. again, something else with drivers either, you know, have to get used to, or like I said, the height, the people who are really at the professional level, they train like in order to endure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then, and, and then on top of that, it's like, you guys are in those fire suits and those are just hot on their own. Like, I, yeah. The three layers. I, I, my suit is a three layer suit and then the gloves, uh-huh. the helmet. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot there. Yeah. It's the worst, the worst is when it's red flag and you're just sitting there. At least when it's like caution, I can stick my hand out the window and angle mm-hmm. the wind a little bit towards my face. But if we're sitting in, under red, you're just sitting there just sweating, sweating. Yeah. Yeah. Every picture after my racing, I just, I look like drenched. Like it is no picture is ever good after I get out of that car. I look like a mess. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the first time I realized like how hot a, a fire suit was, was my husband gave me his um, because we were actually like our last race because I live in Louisiana. So okay. our 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 racing season is pretty much the end of March to like the very end of October. So at the end of October, though, it gets like it starts to get really cold though for us. And so our last race is literally around Halloween and I, I was freezing because like we weren't expecting the temperature to drop that fast. And he was like, why don't you just use my fire suit? And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, trust me, you're going to be warm in a few minutes. I didn't have that thing on five minutes. And I felt like I was in a sauna and I'm like, I I was trying to take it off because it was, because it was extremely heavy, you know? And I'm like, I can't, I don't know how you deal with this. I'm like, you have this on all the time. Like I barely had it on five minutes and I feel like I'm about to die in it. So yeah, I I didn't realize how hot those fire suits get until he made me wear his. And I was like, oh yeah, that's insane. And like uh, Florida, I mean, it gets a little cold some months. I Mm. love racing when it's cold because that's like the perfect temperature, but there's, nine out of the 12 months it's usually hot mm-hmm. and that's like a big thing with coming to florida to race is it's brutal and you have like like my car is black and it just attracts the heat yeah wow yeah and i mean i've been the we've been to florida a few times and the humidity there i don't know how y'all do it i really <laughs> don't i do not like at first i thought our humidity was bad because we always complain about ours but we went to Daytona, um, you know, for the, for the race, it wasn't the Daytona five, uh, 500. We, we went, you know, just, uh, the other race in, at Daytona and oh my God, the humidity. I'm like, oh my, I don't know how you do that. Like, it's crazy. Like, I felt like I was melting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, it was brutal. Um, yeah. But, and as we were talking about, what well, as we were talking about earlier is like that's just like another key. That's like another part of what people don't always put together about mm-hmm. like you know sometimes what what the drivers are doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's like you you guys go through put having that fire suit on, and then obviously depending on where you race at, how hot it is, all of that. Like, I mean, you guys could end up getting like heat exhaustion or something and like yeah. you're just like putting your body through so much and i don't i don't think yeah i don't think a lot of people realize that like how like how much it physically takes like on your body just to yeah. even get in that car um, i've actually and, go ahead sorry no you're fine <laughs> i've actually had like the exact opposite reaction too i was um racing the legend up in north carolina for winter heat it's at charlotte motor speedway um, and it was, uh, they like, they make a track out of pit road in the front stretch oh, okay. 
And that's where we raced Legends at in Charlotte Motor Speedway. And it was so cold, so cold that me and like two other of my teammates literally could not feel our feet. Like we were, we had to like put heaters and try to put our feet in front of the heater before we out to race. And I'm like about to go out and I, I, I could not feel my toes. Like I, like to this day, I remember being like, I literally can't feel my feet. It is so cold. And it was windy and it was, it was brutal. I, uh, that's, that's the only time I've ever had that happen because I, mainly do race in Florida because I'm from Florida. Right. Um, but man, it was so cold and so windy that like all of us couldn't feel like our toes or our fingers. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun wow. race. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't realize that um, they would even race, you know, towards the winter time up there. Cause yeah, because obviously yeah. they actually have four seasons on like us down here. So, yeah. yeah. I'm shocked that they actually would race when it's that cold, but yeah, as long as it's not snowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. But wow, yeah, the fact that you can feel your feet or like your hands and stuff, and you're trying to race, like I know that had to be like really awkward trying to trying to do that. It's a funny story now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's crazy. Um. Cause I mean, I, I knew, I knew that, uh, and that was another thing too, with you racing on, um, Charlotte motor speedway, I wasn't sure like how they were doing that with legends because obviously, you know, I doubt you guys could go completely around Charlotte in a legend. Anyway. Maybe going a little too fast. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so obviously, um, what so what is your like your future plans with racing like i mean do you plan on obviously you're kind of balancing between three different cars um so are you going to be doing that for quite some time or do you think you're eventually just gonna stick with one you know one type of car and then you know and just do that for a while yeah we um we did decide on kind of focusing more on the truck um and not the sportsman um, I definitely prefer the truck for many different reasons, um, especially like with me going to college. There's definitely some stuff in the up in the air, um, you know, how it's all going to work, um, kind of like just feel out my classes, my schedule, different things like that. Um, but uh, for sure, like we'll be the truck racing New Smyrna for points. Um, that's what I'm also about. That's what I've been doing this year. New Samara is my favorite track to go to. It also happens to be the closest to my house. So it usually works out um, pretty good for us going there. And um, New Samara, I feel like it's definitely like where I thrive the most at. Like I just, mm -hmm. I, I love the track. It's fast. It's banked. Um, and we've, we've tested a lot there. It's also like, that's where I started quarter minutes at. So I, have oh, okay. and that's, so I, I never leave that place. You know, that's where <laughs> I started and that's where I still continue to race. So as far as like the future, um, the truck will be a for sure thing. Um, testing with late model is also something that we're going to look into. But like mm -hmm. I said, just a couple things are up in the air just until we get like settled. Um, you know, move me, move me into college. I'm going to be right. in the dorm, have like no space at all. <laughs> that won't be that far. I'll be okay. I just can't bring all my clothes. But, um, but yeah, so still like still racing in the future. Um, mm -hmm. But all the specifics are still wanting, still need to be, you know, 100% um, confirmed. 
And as far as like, you know, looking into like a career in racing, people always ask me, like, oh, well, do you want to be a race car driver? And I'm like, well, yeah, any racer would obviously love to be able to race for a living. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some like big time sponsor was like, hey, I want to put you in this car and we're going to go race in NASCAR. Like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Um, So obviously, that can always still be a possibility for me. But I also feel like, pursuing some kind of journalism or managing um, anything in racing as well. So I feel like um, as far as looking, you know, really far into the future that I think I want to, I want to center my career no matter what I do within racing. So definitely, definitely never going to like leave racing or, you know, stop racing or stop going to races, but. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's something you're passionate about. I mean, you're passionate about motorsports period. And so it's like, as long as you can kind of like do something within it, um, even if you can't race all the time, you know, um, I mean that, you know, I'm sure that's what you would want to do is not, you know, not leave the racing community whatsoever. So, um, cause I mean, you've been in it for so long and it's like, it's something that you're passionate about. So obviously you would stay in it. So, yeah. And yeah. And I mean, and the thing is, I mean, you're still young, like the things can always change and, yeah. you know, you might yeah, you might race for a while or then you might just be a pit reporter and not and just jump in a car every now and then or something, you know, but yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, still, you know, racing's in your blood and, you know, it'll stay that way (laughs) no matter what, if you're behind pit road, you know, interviewing people or, you know, or you're actually in the car. So yeah. I mean, you know, no matter what you'll, you'll probably, you know, stay in something. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously with college coming up and things like that, I mean, that makes sense that, you know, you're kind of having to figure some things out. So, yeah. So obviously, you know, you've talked about one specific track for quite some time. So would that would actually be your favorite track or do you, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Especially for the truck. Well, mm-hmm. for like quarter minutes, it was probably one of my favorites as well. Mm-hmm. Like the, there's a little track within turns one and two. Okay. Uh, that's where I began racing. Like I said earlier, that's also mainly where I coach. I have a coaching business um, where I coach young kids on driver development within quarter midgets. So um, I travel to different tracks around Florida for that or mm-hmm. like national races. I go to sometimes regional races. Um, it's, called, it's called a Dixie shootout race. Um, that's just like our region. So those are quarter midget races that usually happen in Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, um, places like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'll travel. Me and my dad will travel up there. Um, and I'll coach at those kind of races too. Um, sorry. No, okay. <laughs> um, and so I, like I was saying earlier, I literally never leave New Smyrna cause that's either <laughs> where I'm coaching or where I'm racing at. Um, and so for many different reasons, like the track definitely means a lot to me, but mm-hmm. just talking about the actual, like the big race track I race at now, um, I, I, it's definitely my definitely my favorite. I feel like a part of that is because uh, what I said earlier, like I've definitely, I've thrived at that racetrack more than others, um, partly because it's closer to my house. Like that's where we test if we want to go test. That was the first time I ran the sports room was at New Smyrna. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for many different reasons, but it is my favorite and it's very convenient that it's 20 minutes away. Oh, wow. Um, it, yeah. it makes race days a lot easier. You know, me and my dad take the trailer up. My mom will come up a little bit later, bring all the grandparents. It's a whole ordeal when I race locally because, like, all of my friends and family can come watch. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really special. When I was racing quarter midgets, um, we traveled pretty much every single weekend. I was either racing a local home track race at New Smyrna or a Dixie shootout race, which is a regional race. So any of those states <laughs> I listed earlier. Or a nationals, uh, which was literally anywhere in the United States. I went, like, I mean, I went everywhere. Vegas, Pocono. I mean, everywhere, Indianapolis, um, yeah. and we raced. And so, like, going so far away, my family wasn't always able to come. Mm -hmm. um, and so it is really nice that I can have family and friends that kind of come out and see what I do, you know. I've had some lifelong friends who have just got to watch me race recently because now I'm starting to race a little bit more local. Mm -hmm. um, but that's cool to have people come cheer me on, you know, have people there. Yeah, and, and no, and I definitely agree. And also, I mean, you are supporting, you know, a local track as well. Um, and I, and, and that's very important because a lot of local tracks, you know, that, I mean, that's what keeps them thriving in the first place, you know? Um, cause I know that like here, um, you know, our local track is Baton Rouge Raceway and, um, that's where my husband races and we go there, you know? Um, and yeah, we're actually having issues here with a bunch of local tracks closing. Um, and so like, you know, we try our best to like support you know those local tracks because obviously that's what's going to keep them open and so yeah mm -hmm. so for you to you know pretty much be supporting your local track on a regular basis I, yeah that's awesome so um obviously um you you're probably like their best promoter too <laughs> <laughs> like you know they should they should let you promote their speedway for you you know for them you know they should hire you because yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're definitely selling them very well. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully they see this then. Right. Exactly. You know, have to send it to them be like, Hey, you know, like, I think I could like really promote the track, like bring, brings people in, you know, like they, I mean, they could even have you as a pit reporter, like <laughs> just make it a whole thing. You know, when I'm not racing, I just do the, do the races before and after me. Right. <laughs> no, they have someone that interviews the drivers at New Smyrna, uh, Ryan Stevens. He's a friend of mm. ours. He comes and announces at the big track and the little track at New Smyrna. Um, he does a great job, too. So that's, I'm very familiar with him. <laughs> well, you never know. They might let you they might let you do it a couple times. You know, get, like, yeah. it'll be your internship. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just recently, like I said earlier, my uh, my first time pit reporting for mm -hmm. the NASCAR U Series, which basically that's that's like the new name um, for the quarter midget like national tour. Oh, so that's okay. where we travel. We basically they travel to NASCAR home tracks and they mm -hmm. build a track like the day before racing starts oh, in wow. the parking lots, like in the infield or in the parking lot of like the big NASCAR tracks. And so it's kind of like more of an even playing field because drivers and handlers show up, no idea what the track looks like. Yeah. Not a hundred, like, you know, definitely takes a little bit of like, like you can have a baseline for a setup because it's a pretty much the, just a big flat concrete track. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like, you know, fine tuning the setup right. and then the driver's line. Um, so those are what nationals are. And so like whenever, whenever you show up, it's like a little bit of a guessing game, a little mm -hmm. bit like during practice, figuring out, okay, I have to do this here. Okay. I'm turning a little bit too early here. Um, and just kind of figure like figuring out the track. Yeah. And so 
when I go and pit, when I go and pit report for these races too, like they're running like five, six second laps. So everything happens super fast. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you don't even know up until the last second who I have to interview and like what questions I have to ask them. And so that was a little, when I first started, like the first race, I was like, oh, this is, this is going really fast. And then mm -hmm. something happened with one to go. And the person who was leading the whole race ended up having to go to the back. So then oh, I was like, okay, wow. now, now I got to think of a bunch of questions for this dude. Um, and so it was fun. I, I do really enjoy pit reporting. I love public speaking. I love talking about racing. Um, but it was a little bit of like a learning curve at first mm -hmm. to kind of figure out, okay, I really have to be on my toes. Let me, let me, let me write out sample questions for cars one through three in case hopefully one of them will, will win, you know, and then you have like, a, I have like a minute and a minute and a half to interview these kids and get them out of their cars and um, very fast paced job but I do really love it. I'm, I'm super, super passionate, like I said, about racing and public speaking. And that kind of just put it perfectly together to where I can still watch all the races, cheer on, you know, some of our local drivers right. and then, and then get a chance to, you know, interview the drivers, talk to them about their wins. And also, you know, it kind of makes the drivers feel special when, you know, when they get out and there's just, you know, I'm just standing there with a little microphone ready to interview them with this kid with a little camera. Um, and they all like it too. And so um, the pit reporting, a little bit of a learning curve, but I definitely love it. I, like I said earlier too, I leave in a couple of weeks for Indianapolis. That's like the biggest race of the year. Uh, it's a mandatory race for the national um, point series. And so that'll be like my second go around at it. Um, and it kind of sparked, it really sparked a big curiosity as far as going into journalism with that specification in sports media, mm -hmm. because I realized, okay, like I can, I can try to do this if I, you know, you know about racing, you know, hone in on your speaking skills um, and just try to perfect how to perfect your public speaking. And maybe this is a job I could have in the future. And so that's kind of why I went down the college path as well. Yeah. Um, and, and that makes so much sense. So now, like with the public speaking, like, did you do any like public speaking, like while you were, while you were in high school that. OK, sorry. So yeah. I am. Um, I'm in give or take. I was in, give or take, 13 or 14 clubs. Oh, wow. Um, and so I was actually, I'm IB president, so that's International Baccalaureate. That was the um, the four-year school program I was in um, at my high school, and so I was president of that. And that came with organizing a lot of really big IB events for all the grade levels, okay. um, having ceremonies, host, hosting events. Um, and then, you know, years before that, in Student Government Association, I was vice president of my class. Um, and just throughout a lot of the roles within high school, mm -hmm. I've always been speaking to a crowd, you know, like, like leadership skills, working with other people, all those kind of things. And then racing is also a big part of it. You know, it's right. like a, a big part nowadays is your social media, is your speaking mm -hmm. skills. You know, if you're someone's interviewing you and maybe your interview isn't that great or, you know, you like you stutter a bunch or you don't right. like say a lot, you're really quiet. Um, you know, a sponsor might not want to come pick you up. And so that's definitely a new and upcoming aspect of, of racing is, you know, your public speaking skills, your social right. media skills, um, you know, how, you know, how like, how approachable are you? Um, different things like that. And so since I've been racing since seven, I've kind of had to talk, I kind of learned to talk, you know, how to do interviews. And I was kind of younger and speak to my parents about racing. And ever since I was super young, I've always been talking, I've always been outgoing. Um, so public speaking definitely might come a little bit easier to someone like me than maybe someone who's not used to it. And so, you know, through a combination of, like I said, being involved in the sports and the racing and just my personality, um, mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of why began, you know, like loving to do public speaking, loving to do interviews, you know, podcasts, all sorts of stuff like that.
Yeah. Um, and, and like, you, like you mentioned, um, just being in these clubs in high school, the fact that you have to be in front of people and talk to them, like just that will build up your public speaking, like expertise. Because, and like confidence too, you know, so yeah. that confidence that, that you can speak or, you know, um, like speak to a crowd or, you know, mm -hmm. get their attention and things like that. Yeah. And I do like how, um, a lot of these, um, racing orga organizations are really like pushing the whole thing with like public speaking and like, like pretty much training, like, you know, these drivers that are coming in, especially like in the driver development programs, like they're really pushing, you know, public speaking and like, and also, um, you know, how to handle like interviews and things like that, because obviously that's something that sometimes have has to be taught to some people. I mean, not to everybody. Some people are just natural at it, but then there's others that that has to be taught like that. You know, it's not that it's not that simple um, yeah. for them, especially if they're very introverted people that nor that don't really have that, you know, that bubbly personality that likes to really like talk to people and very introverted. And I know because I was one of those people, I'm very introverted. So doing this podcast is what has actually gotten me out of, you know, my comfort zone, I guess you could say, and yeah. really like learn how to like talk to people and stuff like that. Cause I mean, I've, I've also done it like in high school and stuff, but obviously I was extremely nervous doing it because, you know, it, it was just completely out of my element. But yeah. yeah, the podcast is like what makes me like completely get out of that and be okay. able to talk to people and, you know, and be able to conversate and not and not be like, oh, my God, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because we're talking about something that I have an interest in. And so it's very easy for me to talk about it. But it's like when I'm going into something that I, I don't really have a passion for or I don't really know a lot about it's a lot harder for me to talk about it. And so like, obviously racing, I've been in this, I mean, I've been around racing for 18 years now because of my husband. And so, yeah, I like, I could, I could sit and talk about racing for hours now, but yeah, it's like, with other things, uh, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't guarantee that we could have a very long conversation. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that like, that's something that you kind of already have like some experience in. Cause then it's like, when you, when you, when you go to college, it won't be as hard for you. Like you won't have to like, almost like come out of your shell. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's it definitely, like you said, it's harder for some people, you know, like it can be a little scary at times, <laughs> you know, even for people who are like extroverted. Yeah. Um, in front of like a big group of people which I talk in front of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know like for me, it would be like, if I had to be on TV, like, I feel like that would probably be where, like, I'd probably be like, like freezing, like frozen, not even know what to say. Well, cause the, the thing is, is like, even though you don't have all those people there, you just know that there's like, there's possibly like thousands upon thousands of people watching you. And yeah, like for me, that would probably be the main thing that would freak me out because being an introverted person, but like, you know, cause it's like, um, you don't want to mess up, right. You want to make sure that you don't say the wrong things or possibly freak out because you're just thinking about all the people watching you or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, 
building up that confidence um really you know really really help you in the in your career and obviously you have the confidence i mean it's obvious like i've been talking to you all this time but yeah so i mean i don't think you'll have any problems at all i mean you speak extremely eloquently and you you know you don't really have you know those type of issues so thank you yeah it's, oh, uh, you're welcome something i said like i said something i really enjoy so um i love love to talk to people love to talk to everybody I talk mm. to my dogs you know <laughs> as long as they don't talk back no they don't <laughs> I just tell them how cute they are and they just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. Um when they start talking back, that's when that's when we'll start having issues. Yeah. I know my dog, like one of my dogs, he tries to talk back. Like he thinks that he can have a full-blown conversation, but he realizes but he doesn't realize that we don't understand him <laughs> at all. Um yeah, he's a blue tick coonhound, so he I don't know, maybe it's just the way that these dogs are, but yeah, he's full of personality and like, he'll like try and tell on people, like if, <laughs> if we, and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. And he just keeps going on, like having a full blown conversation with you. And I'm like, I don't understand you. So yeah, like That's when, funny. yeah, it, it, it's hilarious. It's like, I don't want to admit, I was like, I wish we could like get it on camera when he does it. Because it, it would be hilarious for people to see. Because he does it all the time. And he loves the word racing. You say the word racing? Because my husband does eye racing too. He has this, you know, yeah. he has the simulator. When he, you say the word racing, he runs to that to our office. Oh and he, he runs directly to it. Because he knows oh, what that means. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's the craziest things. I was like... Wow, I'm like, you really got this dog like extremely excited about racing. Like, I've never seen a dog so excited about racing at all. Yeah, that's so. funny. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's hilarious. But yeah, like, so obviously, so do you have any races like actually like coming up? Like, are you still racing before you before you go off to college? Yeah, so my next race is in two two-ish weeks it's june okay. 24th and it's at new smyrna speedway and mm -hmm. family fun nights i'm pretty sure it's i think five dollar admission if i remember correct um but yeah it's it'll be it'll be a good show we usually get a pretty good amount of trucks and like i said it's always really good racing i love racing with all the truck drivers yeah yeah so you'll pretty much just be racing there um until you until you take off yes yeah. yeah 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 the next i have uh i think two or three more races this summer mm -hmm. at new Smyrna before i go before you go yeah okay and so yeah. Hopefully, you know, the weather complies it's always a thing right but racing in the summer is the afternoon showers so. mm -hmm. yeah we run into that too so yeah I, I totally understand um depending on the weather uh, well, hopefully you do get those those last few races in before you go before you go off and move into your dorm and get you know acquainted with your new campus that you're going to be on. Um, and obvious, and hopefully you have a really nice roommate that you can like. I know just, her. She is nice. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, because I know I know sometimes whenever you go off to college and you got to get a roommate, it, it's not always somebody you know. Um, 
And I'm like, well, hopefully, you know, it's, it's somebody that you can actually, you know, talk to maybe about racing and stuff yeah. and it won't be so awkward, but at least you know her. So that's good. Yeah, I that's got, good. I got lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause, um, that was one thing. That's why, like, I did not live in the dorms because I was so afraid I'd end up with like somebody that I did not know. And I'm, you know, obviously being an introverted person, like, I'm like that to me, that, that that's too much to handle. Cause like, I would, I don't know this person and I have to live with them. So yeah, yeah. no. So I'm glad that you know the person that you're going to be living with. Cause then that makes it easier and you're not, you don't feel as awkward and you don't have that. Like planning all the stuff we're going to get been easier oh okay yeah 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 Yeah. so it's more like it's more like uh like a regular roommate like almost like you if you would have like lived off campus and picked somebody instead of like just yeah you you can pick your roommate um oh okay who's the random and so obviously we connected and chose to be roommates so oh good okay so you didn't have to just get a random roommate no. Oh, That's good. An option if you want it, but I don't know if I'm brave enough for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know how some people would do that. It's like maybe they're just like, oh, well, let's see what happens. But yeah. Um, me, I'm, a, I'm a planner and a scheduler. <laughs> yeah. Um, me too. So yeah. And yeah. My room in is too. That works out good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, you kind of want to have everything planned out. And it's like, when you have things that just get thrown in randomly, it's like, I don't know how to deal with that. You know, <laughs> like that's one thing my husband always tells me. He's like, you know, you're really bad at change. I'm like, I understand, but I'm like, but like, if you plan something and then like something randomly just gets thrown in there and like you weren't prepared for it, that's hard sometimes. Like you don't really know how to deal with it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm definitely and, a planner and a scheduler. Mm-hmm. And like when something, when something, you know, happens, I'm like, Oh goodness, how do I fix this? How do I fix this now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the same way, though. Like I like a schedule. I'm a, I'm like a super, super busy person. Like mm-hmm. I'm in summer right now, obviously. But right. if I have like a day where I don't have plans or like work to do mm-hmm. or like some kind of something, I go crazy. Like I, um, I'm, I'm an only child too. So oh, okay. it's like just me, you know, my parents are, are working. And so like every single day of the summer, sometimes like every hour I'll have like something different, you know, lunch mm-hmm. with this person, appointment at this time. And, um, I'm like, a, I'm very independent as well. So like I kind of schedule all my own stuff and I'm like, Hey, Hey mom and dad, I have this and this and this. And they're like, all right. <laughs> um, so I love to stay, I love to stay busy, hate being bored. I feel like I'm never productive when I don't have a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, like if I have like, if I have like a month to like write an essay, it's a lot harder for me to like make myself write the essay. Mm-hmm. But if I have like only two days free that month, which it's really the case this summer. I have so much going on. Um, then I'm like, okay, I can knock it out super easily um, without a doubt. So I'm like a big, like non-procrastinator. Like I, you know, I'd like to get my work done really early and like be done. Um, and it kind of goes like the same thing. If like, like I said, scheduling, being super busy. And so within college, you know, I'll escape to the weekends to get to be busy racing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and see, like, I think that. It's like whenever you're you're constantly like feeling like you have to be busy all the time, like my husband's the same way. 
Um, and I don't, it, it's like, it's the weirdest thing. Cause it's like, if he have, if he, he can't relax, like he doesn't know what that means. He has no idea. Okay. What that means. <laughs> I'm not that great at relaxing either. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't know what that means. And I'm like, he's, he's like, but I've got to go do something. Like he'll be like working on the car, even though there's really nothing left for him to work on when it comes to the car, he'll just like go out there and like tinker with stuff on it. And I'm like, didn't you mess with that yesterday? Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Like, I I can't just sit here. Like, yeah, he's the same way. Um, and I'm kind of the same way. But then there's times where like I can relax. But then it's like then I start going through my head, and I'm like, did I forget something that I'm just sitting here not doing something? You know. So yeah, I I get it. It's like when you're productive, it's like you know, and constantly busy. It's like, you, you pretty much know what you're doing. And it's like, when you sit there, you start like picking apart things. Like, did I forget to do something that I'm just sitting here and not doing anything? Yeah. It's like sitting idle sometimes is really hard to do. Yeah. And racing does a good job at keeping everyone busy on the weekends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of, we're the exact same way. And I think and it's like, when we're not racing, we don't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> we don't like it, it's the, it's, and I guess I never really like paid attention to it very much, but lately, because we haven't been able to race much at all because, um, the only track that we have locally right now that's racing is Baton Rouge and they went to every other week now. So, we don't, we, you know, they're only racing twice a month now. And it's like, when we're not racing, we don't know what to do. Like we're literally like sitting here and we're like, what are we supposed to do? Like we have nothing to do. Yeah. So yeah, I totally understand that. It's like, because it's like that, like, like we said, you know, it becomes a part of your life. And when you're not doing it, you don't really know what to do with yourself. It's like, you're kind of just like, what do normal people do? But right, like, you kind of start the question, like, what do they do? Because like, all we do is race on the weekends. And when we don't race, I don't know what we're supposed to do. Like, we're just sitting here. Yeah. 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 So definitely understand that. Well, good luck with your, um, with your next couple races. Thank you. Um, you know, before you take off to college and go do your thing over there. Cause I know that's going to keep you busy. It will It'll <laughs> like, definitely keep you. I only have keep... five. I only have five classes. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's how, how college kind of works. You know, I just have to have a minimum of 12 credit hours and yeah. hopefully I'll stay busy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm and then also there's going to be other things that you can do, at, you know, on campus too. That'll probably keep you busy, you know, oh, like yeah. I have a whole you... list of stuff I'm going to sign up for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Different clubs, different, you know, yeah. so, like sororities, if that's your, if that's your thing, yeah. um, whatever. I mean, there's so much stuff that you can get into. Um, yeah. Like it's almost impossible to not stay busy if you're, if you're, you know, if you do it right. You know, like if you're just going to class and then you're just like, "Eh, I'm just going to class and then that's it. And just going home. Yeah. But like, if you want to like really experience college life, like you'll, you'll stay busy. Like there's always something going on, you know? Um, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. There's always stuff going on. 
Um, you know, even if it's not club, like there's always Ottoman types of stuff. Cause I know when I was in college, like they would even have like concerts, like on campus and things like that. So yeah, like there was always stuff to do. So, but yeah. So, but thank you so much for coming on. Um, I do appreciate you, you know, taking the time out and yeah. And definitely like, um, and I'll, we will have all of your social media links and everything um, in the description. So you guys can definitely check out everything that Taylor is doing. Um, you know, possibly start seeing, you know, pictures of the campus that she's at and all maybe the college parties that she might be going to, but you know, we don't want the parents to know that. Right. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, um, uh, my Facebook also has, um, a lot of the, at New Smyrna, most of the races, there's mm-hmm. um, a broadcasting channel that usually records oh. all the races. So like my my last race uh, was super intense race, came all the way from the back to the front, um, passed with like two to go for first. It was a, it was a good race. I um, usually repost all those on my Facebook. Okay. Um, and same thing with my Instagram. I try to post that or like a link to my Facebook. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to check any of that out, I try to stay pretty active on there and keep all my followers up to date, up to date. And yeah, thank you so much again for having me. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I'm so glad you were able to come on and share your story and, you know, let people know more about what, you know, what you're doing, um, you know, so they can, you know, so they can keep up with you and see, you know, see all the things that you've got going on now. And then obviously for in the future. So, yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So guys, that was Taylor's story. I hope that you enjoyed it. I know I did. She was very lovely to talk to you. And I'm so um, excited about hearing more about her journey. Um, And like I mentioned, all of her links will be in the description. So you guys can make sure you follow her on whatever social media platform you choose. And also, I also have a link to New Smyrna. Um, so you guys can check them out, maybe possibly go to some of their races if, um, if you guys are in the area and also wanted you guys to definitely check out our VIP section newsletter, subscribe to you guys. You get so much information in there. And plus you also get early access to the podcast episodes before anybody else you get to listen to the podcast on wednesday nights instead of thursdays also when we do go to two episodes a week starting august 29th so yes i bumped it up a week early and all in good reason because the episode on august 29th you guys i will not mention who it is but i'm telling you this is a major guess major guest and I am so excited that she is going to be on the podcast that she is on the podcast I already interviewed her I actually interviewed her um yesterday so um yeah so this week I did and I'm telling you this is epic (laughs) and um I had to go to two episodes a week at the end of August just so I could put her podcast episode out I literally made an exception because what we talk about in that podcast is so time sensitive 
I had to. So definitely check it out on August 29th. And like I mentioned, that's going to be on a Tuesday. So you get to listen to that podcast episode on Monday night before anybody else. Um, All I will say, a hint, it is a woman that is in NASCAR and she's a driver in NASCAR. That's all I will tell you. Um, And so definitely I say subscribe like now if you want to be able to listen to that episode before anybody else. Um, so yeah, guys, um, description is going to be in the, be below. So make sure you do that. And, um, I will see you guys next week. Take care.